Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Puppy Training Principles podcast. Uh, today, you know, it's kind of quiet. Things are calm. Uh, we're still in day whatever of shutdown, basic quarantine, whatever. I don't know. My kids are home from school. It's actually the first day of spring break for us, and uh, which is funny because I, I threatened my daughter the other night. Um, she was having a hard time, and I said, hey, listen, if you don't you know, get it together, then, uh, we're going to have to cancel our spring break trip. And she said, wait, where are we going? I said, the backyard. And she didn't, she rolled her eyes. She didn't think that was very funny, but (laughs) we, uh, you know, we make the best of every situation. You know, in fact, that's kind of what I want to talk about today is, um, you've heard the phrase before hindsight's 2020. If you haven't, it's a good little phrase. Hindsight's twenty twenty, meaning looking back, it's like, oh, I see why that happened, or oh, I see why I was in that situation, or oh, that makes more sense now that I look back. I made this mistake with my dog training, or whatever, right? Like, you look back and you say, I can see what what happened here, because hindsight, looking back, is twenty twenty. And uh, with that in mind, let's. I want to go back in the past and tell you a story where. Uh, this is over 20 years ago now. That will tell me tell you my age a little bit, but over 20 years ago now, back when I was in junior high, and in junior high, uh, in eighth grade. So for us in junior high, junior high was eighth grade and ninth grade only. Those were the only two grades at that school, and I was in eighth grade, and I I liked eighth grade. It was good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd ever want to go back, but it was good, and I had. Uh, decided to try out for the school play and I didn't expect to get a lead role or anything you know since eight ninth graders got most of those but as an eighth grader I tried out for the school play and when it came to the time where they uh, we looked at the list to see what what parts we got uh, guess what I did not get the lead role. <laughs> I was uh, I was an extra in the play The Music Man, or the if, the if you've ever seen it before, the play or the movie, they're basically the same, and they're uh, both some of my favorites. But uh, the play The Music Man, and I was an extra, and it's a fun play. It's a good time, and I was uh, excited to be a part of it. As time went on and the school got busier, I thought, oh no, I made a mistake here. I you know this is kind of I'm not. I don't have a very important part in this and if I dropped out it wouldn't be that big of a deal and I have all this extra homework that I wasn't you know thinking about and, and it was just harder than what I thought and I really thought you know maybe I should maybe I should quit um, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if I quit and you know, just not my thing and I'm sitting at home one day after school waiting for play practice to start and as I'm at home the phone rings and my older brother got the phone and he talks for a little bit and then he covers the receiver part and he whispers to me he says it's it's mrs r mrs r or mrs robinson was our drama teacher she was she was also our choir teacher and mrs r was awesome she was also like 80 years old (laughs) she'd been teaching forever every single year she would with eighth and ninth graders she'd put on a play and as as well as a musical full-on musical in, with eighth and ninth graders, she was awesome. Okay, and uh, she was on the phone, and I said, "What does she want?" I said, "I don't know. She wants to talk to you." I've never had a teacher call my house, at least not that I knew of, not to talk to me. And uh, so, my parents weren't home. Uh, my dad actually taught at the same school, and my mom was a teacher. And so, 
uh, my brother gave me the phone and I was like, this is Jason. And she says, Hey, uh, we've had, uh, we've had, we got a problem. I'm like, okay. Uh, and she said the lead role, the person playing the lead role, Harold Hill, uh, that lead role part, uh, he's not going to be able to do it. And we're about a month in a couple months left before we perform. He's not going to be able to do it. And I want you to, I want you to do it. And I was like, okay, I, okay, what do you want me to do? And she said, okay, I want you to come over right now to the choir room and we're going to meet together with a couple people and, uh, see how things go. And we want to practice some things and then we'll tell the rest of the cast, uh, when they come later that afternoon, evening. And, uh, I was like, okay. And then she's like, all right, I'll see you here. Come, come on over. And I was, I was, I got off the phone. My brother was like, what, what's, what's going on? I said, I'm, I'm Harold Hill. He's like, what? I'm, I'm the lead role. And I, I was just like, I didn't know really what to think. The only reason I could think that she would actually have asked me to do it is because, uh, there was a part in the play. Okay. The music man, if you've ever seen the music man, um, he is a speed talking, smooth talking, swindling salesman. And he talks a lot. You know, he's always talking himself out of a situation. He just uses his words very well. And uh, so the part is, is, is pretty intense. There's a lot of lines, a lot of lines to learn. And I had earlier that year, I'd done a monologue and I had picked... Um, a three-page monologue in drama class that had that in it, that had part of the Music Man. It's from the Music Man, three pages long. It was, it's called Trouble, and uh, I had memorized the whole thing wrong, mind you, but I had memorized it, and uh, I think that's the only thing she thought. Well, he's got some of it memorized. He'll do. <laughs> I don't know what she was thinking, so I ran to the school. I didn't. I was about a half mile away, and I didn't have any way to get there, so I just ran over there, and I, I got there, and she practiced with me, and. And uh, she was known for being tough. I mean, she was old, old teacher. In fact, as we were singing, we were practicing. She's telling me to be louder, and I'm trying to sing louder. And I didn't know how to sing loud. And we're singing, we're singing, and the piano player's playing, and I'm trying to sing. She's like, louder! And she's old and 80, so she can kind of get away with what she wants. And she walks up to me, and as I'm trying to sing, she's like, louder, sing from your diaphragm. And she kind of touches my stomach, and I'm like, singing louder, trying. And she goes, louder! And then with her old bony fist just nails me right in the gut with her loud <laughs> knocked the air out of me I kind of wanted to cry but I didn't want an 80 year old woman to know I was crying because she hit me so uh she taught me how to be the music man and I I worked hard I worked way hard in fact my older brother we shared uh, a room and he would say uh he'd wake up he'd say you know you were saying lines in your sleep again and I was like are you kidding he's like no you're saying music man lines in your sleep so it was a super stressful time for me and to be honest, when the play opening night, there were still two paragraphs we'd never practiced and I had never memorized. And I was memorizing them behind, uh, behind the curtain right before it started. And uh, I, I definitely didn't feel like I, um, I, I didn't feel like I was capable of such a feat. And yet Mrs. R believed in me and she gave me a chance. And now in hindsight, I look back to that and I think, wow, that had a big impact on me. I had to I had to double down and I had to decide that I could do something like this and uh, I'm not the world's best singer um, but I just had courage and went for it well there's a line in the play that I think is really pertinent to today it's my my favorite line he says Harold Hill's talking and he says to someone he says 
Pile up enough tomorrows and all you'll find you've collected is a bunch of empty yesterdays. Let me say that again. Pile up enough tomorrows and all you'll find you've collected is a bunch of empty yesterdays. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, but at this time, I think it's really important for us to stop and say, okay, maybe I can't do this or I can't do this or my normal routine is messed up, but what are the things that we've always wanted to accomplish? Um, if we go and we say, okay, let's look into the future and then use that hindsight's twenty twenty and kind of look back and imagine what it's going to be like when all of this crazy coronavirus stuff is over, are we going to look back and say, oh, you know, I, I should have got this done or I wish I would have worked on this. Um, we want to live life in a way that when we look back, we can say, you know, that was a bad situation and it is a bad situation, but I made the most of it and I did this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some people saying things like, uh, man, I, I, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that, you know, people are healthy again and it's not a threat, but um, I miss this or I miss that. And I can see that happening. I mean, I, I assume that I'm going to miss the time I get to spend with my family uh, when this is all done because back to work, back to the routine, back to the daily grind. And so I, I want to look at that and say, well, I want to live that up now. I want to take that time with my family and make it count. There might be other things. Maybe since this is a dog training podcast, maybe it's dog training. Maybe you look back and you say, yeah, you know, I always wanted to train my dog. Uh, or there's a lot of people right now getting puppies. They're kind of, you know, the comfort buys. It's like, I need, I need something or my kids need something because they're going crazy. So we're going to buy a puppy. And uh, I don't have a problem with that, but there's going to come a point where we're going to say, okay, are we going to take this time and we're going to use it and train? Or is it just going to slip by? And I don't want it to, I, I mean, I want it to slip by for those who are sick and I want it to be done, but I don't want to lose, um, the the gift of time I've been given. I hope that doesn't sound wrong. Um, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to get other people sick. I want to be responsible, but I also want to make sure I'm using the time wisely with my family, with training. Maybe you want to learn a new skill or there's a skill you've always wanted to do it if you had time. Um, or maybe you just want to serve more and there's lots of opportunities even in uh, non-face-to-face ways to do that. And so again, I would in- invite you to look, to go forward And then look back and then say, okay, when I'm up there, this is what I would be doing. I wish I would have been doing now, so I'm going to do it now. Um, Another quote, and I wish I knew who said it. I I can't remember who said it, but this is how it goes if I can get it right. Work will work when wishy-washy wishing won't. You know how long it took me to work on that? Work will work when wishy-washy wishing won't. So let's get to it and uh, not waste the, the time... Uh, that we have for better or for worse and make memories that we'll look back on and say I'm glad that's done I'm glad it's over but I'm thankful that we could uh, that I could have this time to work on this skill or to learn this thing to train my dog to spend time with my family to get to know my children uh, even better than I already do so that's my uh That's my puppy training principle for today is work will work when wishy-washy wishing won't and pile up enough tomorrows and all you'll find you've collected is a bunch of empty yesterdays. So start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait. All right, guys, have a good one. God bless you. Stay healthy, stay safe and uh, stay home right now. (laughs) 
Take care. We'll talk to you later and God bless.